Good morning, and welcome to your Friday Five, a weekly newscast from the Boston University News Service. It's Friday, September 20th, 2019. I'm Susanna Sudborough, the Managing Editor. And I'm Hannah Harn, the Assistant Managing Editor. Today, we'll take a look at our top stories from this week. Let's get started so you can start your day. Boston University's Lobster Night was, as always, a success. But Massachusetts lobster sales are taking a hit. Sales of Massachusetts lobster to China have plummeted 62% over the last year amid a growing trade war with one of the state's largest trading partners, a state trade official testified Tuesday. China imposed a 25% tariff on American imports, including lobster, in July 2018 as a retaliatory measure against the United States' tariffs on Chinese goods. Then, on September 1st, China increased that tax to 35 percent. China is Massachusetts' second largest export market, according to Paula Murphy, director of the Massachusetts Export Center. Because China plays such a large role in trade for the state, the impact of this tariff has been particularly critical, said Murphy. This story was contributed by Anastasia E. Lennon in Boston. Boston has long been home to one of the nation's largest illegal ivory markets. Now, legislators are pushing back. Boston and Cambridge together account for the seventh largest ivory market in the United States, said Representative Lori Ehrlich of Marblehead before the legislature's Committee on Environment, Natural Resources, and Agriculture. In fact, Boston has the fourth largest ivory trade on Craigslist above all U.S. cities. The hearing followed the May release of a report by the Humane Society that said illegal ivory trade is thriving in Massachusetts. The investigation found that at the New Bedford Whaling Museum's antique show alone, five vendors were unable to provide legal documentation for many of the ivory items being sold. Nearly a dozen lawmakers and attendees testified, urging the committee to put an end to such a deadly market. This story was contributed by Sarah Garcia in Boston. Vaping-related illnesses have been a major focus of health legislation. In Massachusetts, doctors are now required to report them. The Department of Public Health announced a new mandate on Wednesday, September 11th, requiring all Massachusetts physicians to report any possible vaping-related illnesses to the department for the next 12 months. Cases of pulmonary diseases related to the use of e-cigarettes will now join measles and rabies on the list of diseases the state currently monitors. Previously, the department asked physicians to voluntarily flag cases of vaping-related illness. According to the state's most recent survey of secondary school students, which was conducted by the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education in 2017, 20% of high school students use a vaping device. Another 41% reported using an electronic vapor product at least once. This announcement follows numerous reports of fatalities across the nation as a result of vaping-related lung disease. There have been no fatalities reported in Massachusetts, and thus far, the CDC has not identified a single product as the cause. This story was contributed by Anastasia E. Lennon. Beta 
O'Rourke visited Roxbury this month, reaching out to the Latinx community and highlighting their struggles. The very thing that makes America great, makes America so special, is what drew that gunman to us, O'Rourke told the crowd, referencing the mass shooting in his hometown of El Paso, Texas, last month. If immigration is a problem, it's the best possible problem the U.S. could have. The Beto for America team organized the forum with the help of Boston University's Latinx student group, Alianza Latina. Alianza Latina President Mercedes Munoz said O'Rourke's campaign team had contacted her organization, hoping to connect the candidate with young Latinx voters in the area. UMass Lowell doctoral candidate Tyler Harrington, who said he has been following O'Rourke's campaigns for several years, described the forum as a heaven experience. His experience relates to mine, Harrington said. We're both from Texas. We're both near the border. We both kind of know what it's like to live there. And I think I just connect with that better. This story was reported by Hannah Schoenbaum. Last but not least, our sports editor, Alex McDougall, took a look at Antonio Brown's first game with the Patriots. The Patriots have a history of signing players with troubled pasts, only to have them become magically reformed under the guidance of the, quote, Patriot way, unquote, where players focus on doing their job, staying humble in front of the press, and of course, winning. Take Randy Moss, another ex-Oakland Raider who was in hot water with the league and who carried a bad reputation and criminal record when he joined the team. Once signed with the Patriots, Moss only made headlines for making sensational plays and breaking the record for all-time receiving touchdowns in a season. But compared to today's controversies over domestic and sexual assault, Moss's former offenses look practically benign. He fought a racist, admitted to smoking weed, and pretended to moon the crowd once. Quite a far cry from the accusations that Brown now faces. But for now, Brown is still a Patriot and suited up for this week's game against the Miami Dolphins, where he caught three passes during the opening drive and later caught a 20-yard pass that became a touchdown. To read the rest of Alex's column, click the link in the description or visit bunewservice.com forward slash podcasts. And that's it for your Friday Five. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Check out the full stories in the description or visit bunewsservice.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. We'd like to thank today's contributing writers, Anastasia E. Lennon, Sarah Garcia, Hannah Schoenbaum, and Alex McDougall, as well as our production team. This week's episode of Friday Five was produced by Hannah Harn. And make sure to check out our next episode of Between the Bylines, where we sit down with our contributors to discuss our top stories through the lens of student journalism. Visit us online at bunewsservice.com slash podcasts for more information.